The following presentation is from Mountain Park Community Church in Phoenix, Arizona. For more information about Mountain Park, along with additional audio and visual teachings, visit mountainpark.org. Thanks, band. Uh, welcome once again. We're so glad that you're here. Uh, Happy New Year to you. My name is Alan. And if I haven't seen you yet this year, I uh, hope 2017 is going to be great. A big Happy New Year. Uh, uh, it's, it struck me that it's 2017. I mean, 2017, that sounds like the future to me. That's when I was a kid, that's like Terminator. That's part of the Terminator story. That's part of the Back to the Future story. That's something way far away. I mean, in 2017, we're supposed to be flying around with jetpacks. That's what's supposed to be happening. Instead, we have smartphones. I don't know about you, I would much rather have a jetpack. I would trade in a smartphone anytime for a jetpack. But here we are, nonetheless, in 2017. And um, I'm excited to uh, get started with a, a, our new theme for this year. I want to introduce it to you today this idea of uh, something new. And uh, I want to uh, launch it out, launch it, and kind of introduce it to you today. Um, uh, last year for my birthday, I got an email from an old friend, uh, Daryl McLeod. Daryl and I met in middle school. We were best friends in middle school, best friends in high school. Uh, he's one of my favorite people in the world. He's really weird and quirky and fabulous. And he, uh, every once in a while, we'll communicate. We don't communicate much, but he sent me a, a cool email on my birthday. And at the very end of it, he said, be all the Al you can be. They used to call me Al in high school. Be all the Al you can be. Be bold, be brave, and try something new. Your pal, Daryl. Oh, oh, I just love, just, that's just like this inspirational thing. I love that kind of stuff. I love that challenge. Try something new. Try something new. It's an important challenge because the older we get, the less likely we're going to do it. That's why, I don't know if you're familiar with these stories where, Somebody in their 70s or 80s or 90s, they, they decide, I'm going to go back to college. I'm going to get a, I'm going to, get to the degree that I, never, uh, that I never got before that I've always wanted. So they try something new and they jump in and they go back. To, those are inspiring stories. I remember when I was in seminary, graduate school for theology, that there was a woman there. She was in her 80s and she was a part of our class and it was fabulous except for the fact that uh, it, it was frustrating because she was smarter than all the rest of us. So she kind of, you know, affected the curve and affected the teachers and all that. But other than that, it was pretty cool. If you're in your 50s and 60s, are you still trying something new or are you just kind of coasting the rest of the way because you've, you've already done the new stuff? If you're in your 30s and 40s, are you still trying something new or do you figure you got it all figured out yet? You did the new stuff before, you got it figured out. Even the stuff that isn't working, you're going to still do it. You're going to keep doing that. If you're in your 20s or below, you better be trying stuff new. I mean, that is natural new zone. Uh, keep that going. So here's the big question for today and uh, really for this whole year. Are you ready to try something new? Are you willing to try something new? As we uh, head into that, would you bow your heads with me? Father in heaven, I'm so thankful that you have created us individually and uniquely and that you have an invitation and a challenge and a role for each one of us to play in your story. I thank you, God, that um, you don't set us in motion and then walk away and leave us to do our thing, that you, you 
continually pursue us and invite us into something beautiful, invite us into something new. God, I pray that in these next few moments that each one here would get some kind of clarity about something new that you want him or her to try here in 2017. God, may we, may we uh, clear our minds and our hearts enough that we can hear from you. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, 2017 is going to be a year of change for us as a church. A lot of new things, a lot of changes going on. We've got a lot of new staff, and we're going to introduce some of those new staff over the next few weeks and kind of get to know them. That kind of flows into some new strategies and some new ideas, some new things that we want to do. Of course, we're going to go into a new building and... Uh, there'll be new people, uh, people that somebody might even be in your seat, uh, some, you know, and so there might be the seat that you want in the new building and you're not going to get it because there's, you know, and so a lot of new things, a lot of change. I considered having the theme for 2017 because of all the change that's going on to have our theme be change, having something to do with change. But I did not do that because many people have a negative response to change. I mean, many people kind of think change is scary. Change means you're taking something away from me. If something's changing, then you're taking something away. And it's, it's nervous, and it's, it, it, it's, um, it, makes, it makes some people, not you, but some people, it makes them afraid. Change just means that something is different. It's just change. It was this, and now it's different. It's going to be something else. That you have box number one, and you understand box number one, and you are going to shift to box number two. You don't know uh, what's in box number two, but the change means it's going to be different. It's going to be box number two. You don't know if it's going to be worse, if it's going to be about the same, or if it's going to be better. And the negativity that some people have connected with change is the assumption that box number two is going to be worse. So I have box number one. I'm a precious box number one. I like box number one. I don't want box number two. And so that's where change can kind of stir up some negativity. New, on the other hand, new is typically connected with something positive. New typically means better. Would you rather have a different car or a new car? New car. Okay, good. Because if you want a different car, we can, uh, we can take care of that. You, got, you know, I mean, it's typically we want a new car. We, new is shiny. New, new doesn't have other, somebody else's boogers in it. There's, I mean, that's why we pay more money. We want something new. And we say, you know, all the advertisements, new and improved, new and improved. So those two phrases are kind of connected, that if something is new, then there's something better about it. There's something, now, old uh, uh, and all, there's something, you know, beautiful and classic about that. But we often connect new with something good, with something better. So instead of having a year with a theme of change that might create some anxiety among some, This year is going to assume good, and we are going to move towards something new. We're going to talk this year about something new, something new. And this is a theme, as we're going to find out, starting next week and flowing into the weeks after that, this is a theme that we find out in Scripture repeatedly, that God wants to invite us into or is doing something new. What we'll look at next week is that through Abraham, God started a new nation. And that new nation eventually, through this great story with Moses and slavery and all that, after that whole journey, they went into a new land. And God gave this new nation in the new land, gave him a new king, 
King David, who was a fabulous king. And through David, there was preparation so that his son Solomon would be able to build a new temple in which they could sing a new song. And later on in the Old Testament, it's the prophets who talk about having a new name and getting a new heart and that God is doing a new thing. And Jesus comes along in the New Testament and he says, I bring a new covenant. It's a new covenant that Jesus brings. It's completely resetting the whole story. And and then he says that I have a new commandment I have you. you. You're fully aware of all the laws and precepts from the Old Testament. I have a new command that I want to give you all. And then we get later on in the New Testament and the Apostle Paul talks about having a new life. That when we come up, the symbolism of baptism and we, we die with Christ and we come up out of the water that we have new life. Elsewhere he says that we, we are a new creation. For thousands of years, people have responded well to this idea of new. God is doing a new thing. Do you want to be a part of it? Are you ready for something new? Uh, on your way in, you hopefully received one of these uh, little cards. They're either white or blue. And uh, don't worry about the different colors. We just wanted a little bit of variety. They, they say the same thing. They are the same thing. And at the end of our time today, just a few moments, I'm going to ask every single one of you, young, old, visiting, uh, regular, I would like every single one of you to, to finish this card, to fill out this card. I want to try something new. In 2017, I want to blank. I want to invite you and challenge you to consider what is something new that God may have for you in 2017. A lot of what we're going to talk about this year is how God is doing something new with us as a church, and we're going to explore that and dig into the many angles of that, and, and God is taking us to a new place, and, and, and our church has a, has a new direction, and uh, we're excited about that. As we start off this journey, though, I just want to get real personal and just say, what is something new that perhaps God wants to do in your life? What is something new? How, how, how might you uh, finish this sentence? In 2017, I want to blank. And rest assured, if you don't consider yourself a, a, a spiritual person, it's, it's, not just, it's not just spiritual stuff. This can be anything you want. Just because you're in church, it doesn't have to be a religious answer. It doesn't have, I mean, it can be anything. It might be something physical that you want to do. Maybe it has to do with exercise. Maybe it has to do with uh, you want to learn a new skill that you want to learn how to paint. You've always wanted to learn how to paint. Maybe you want to uh, learn how to play guitar, and that's always been on your, uh, on your radar. Maybe you want to learn a new sport. You want to learn tennis. You, you, you've never really been that good at tennis, and you want to go after it, or golf, or, or surfing. Not a great choice in Phoenix, but, I mean, hey, it's, up to, it's your call. It's your card. You can do whatever. You, maybe you want to learn how to play hockey. I mean, that, that's a God-honoring sport. I mean, that is right in the center of God's will right there. Maybe it's physical. Maybe it's intellectual. Maybe here in 2006, 17, you want to challenge yourself in terms of reading. Maybe you haven't been reading stuff that has challenged you. Or there's some classic books or some great books that you've heard other people. And you, that just hasn't been a part of your journey. Maybe you want to learn a new language. I mean, how many of us have had some point in our journey where we say, well, I've always wanted to learn Spanish or French or Italian or Canadian, you know, different languages. 
Maybe, you know what? Maybe it is a new language. Maybe you, um, uh, maybe you want to learn how to play chess. You know, what, in what way might you uh, want to try something new intellectually? Or what about emotionally, relationally? Maybe you want to try something new in your marriage. Maybe the patterns that you've been using in your marriage, you've seen over and over again that they don't take you to the place that you want to go. And so you thought that that was going to work, or maybe it did work in the first few years, but it's just not. Last five years, those things haven't been working. Maybe you want to try something new in your marriage. Maybe you want to try something new in terms of your overall outlook on life, that you want to be a more positive person. You want to figure out, how, how can I bring that into my life, that, that you want to be uh, more Winnie the Pooh and less Eeyore in your life somehow? How can I do that? Maybe you want to try something new emotionally. Or maybe it is spiritual. Maybe there is a, a spiritual uh, uh, newness that you want to experience. You want to, you want to be able to read the Bible and feel like you, you, you have some kind of understanding of what's going on there. And just, it just it, you want it, the Bible to be less daunting to you. Maybe the prayer experience. You want to experience a vitality in prayer that it seems others have that you've never been able to have or some kind of journaling experience with God. Or maybe you want to try something new in terms of your, your participation and attendance at, at church. You want to do something new with, for, with you and your family in terms of being a part of what's happening here at Mountain Park as we walk through something new together. I mean, what, what, what would it be? How would you finish the sentence in 2017, I want to blank? Maybe for some of you, there already is something on your heart. Let me tell you what, what mine is, as I've been kind of looking at this and exploring this a little bit. And... Um, uh, mine is not spiritual, uh, um, and I mean, maybe, you know, in addition to all the new stuff that is going on with us as a church, maybe uh, because of all the new stuff that's going on here as a church, uh, the thing that I want to do, my, my new something in 2017 is that I want to learn how to keep an old Volkswagen alive. I know, that may not have been what you expected, but, uh, but that's, that's what I want to... And that phrase comes from a classic book, for those, some of you who might be familiar. How do you keep your, old, how do you keep your Volkswagen alive? But I want to figure out how to do that. I love old Volkswagens. I always have. I love old buses. I had a 1972 camper when I was in high school, and uh, it was, there was uh, white on the top and a reddish uh, rust on the bottom, and it was beautiful. And, and then I had, when I was in my 20s, I had a 1978 uh, uh, Volkswagen bus, and... And uh, the reason I don't have one now and have not had one for quite some time is that you have to know how to take care of the vehicle. You have to know how to fix the vehicle. You have to know how to manage and take care of an old Volkswagen. It just, it's just an old Volkswagen is like marriage, that, that everyone wants it to be low maintenance, but it never is. That, that, it's just, just, just you kind of count on that, on that there. That an old Volkswagen, you just have to know how to take care of it. And if you don't, you're at the mercy of a mechanic. 
And that's a, that's, a, that's a scary place to be. And some of you are mechanics and you're great at it, but most of the ones I've run into, they've been a little, you know, less trustworthy than what I would hope. And you don't know. I just don't know if I can trust them. And so I go in and say, it's broken. I say, well, what, what did it do? And they get a kick out of hearing me try to, blah, 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 you know. And so I try to describe to them verbally what happened. And they go, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they gather all their friends. Listen, yeah, tell us again, you know. And so, um, so they have a good time with that. And then... Then they check it out, and they come back, and they say, they say, okay, you have a, uh, you have a combusted uh, defibrillator on there. We're going to have to replace that. And they say, it's going to clickety-click-click. It's going to cost you. It's clickety-click-click-click. Uh, imported. We're going to have to import that part from Tucson. Clickety-click-click-click-click. Uh, we're going to be all 10 hours of labor onto that. Clickety-click-click. I'm going to give you a discount because you're here all the time. Uh, Clickety-click-click-click. That's going to be $6,000. On my $2,000 bus. And so it's just frustrating. I mean, it's just, uh, 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 the thing just, just kind of gets out of, con- out of control. So I'm going to try something new in 2017. I bought a 1967 13-window uh, bus. And here's what, here, here it is. There it is. I bought it. I bought that thing. It's a beautiful, happy little uh, ride there. It's got a great uh, body. The mechanics and electrical stuff leads not a lot to be desired. But uh, So we're going to uh, uh, dig into that, go after that. It's already broken down twice, so, I mean, it's just fit. You know, it's just right where you would expect it to be. I am going to, in 2017, I'm going to take the motor out. I'm going to completely disassemble the motor, uh, every part. I'm going to figure out how it all works. I'm going to put it all back together and pray like I've never prayed before. Uh, I'm going to do this. I am no longer going to be afraid of a four-stroke air-cooled engine. I'm done. I'm done being afraid. I'm going after it in 2017. So what about you? What about you? What's your thing? What are you going to try new in 2017? Physically, intellectually, emotionally, spiritually? Are you ready to try something new in 2017? As you think about that, let me give you a couple things to consider. I see this question and this invitation being a little bit different than the classic New Year's resolution. And some of you, you know, think very hard about that. For some of you, it's very important. For some of you, it's not a big deal at all, the whole New Year's resolution concept. The reason I think it's different is that a New Year's resolution, it, it's um, usually connected with something that you're going to stop doing. That a New Year's resolution is about, I'm, I'm no longer going to do this. I'm going to... Uh, 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 don't smoke, don't chew, don't date girls who do, you know, whatever your list might be, you're going you're gonna to have your thing and say, in 2017, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do my best, and then you do January and February and however long that peters out and, and the whole thing. And, and that can be a great journey. That can be a journey of holiness to deal with a bad habit. But often what happens, what I think happens, and uh, you can decide if you agree with me or not, that when we remove a bad habit from our lives... There's a hole there. We take something out, there's a hole in terms of time or whatever that is, and it gets filled in real fast. It's like moving water. It's just something else is going to fill in that hole right away. You remove a bad habit or an addiction, and that bad habit or addiction is going to want to come right back in that spot. Or some new bad habit or addiction is going to want to go right back in that spot. When I say try something new, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about finding a new bad habit or addiction to get in that spot. What I'm talking about is 
is being proactive and identifying something new that you believe God is inviting you to and then making room for it. You, you, make, you set aside, you make room for it, which means you're in charge, you're the one being intentional about this, and the journey becomes way more meaningful, way more fun. When we do this, instead of a New Year's resolution, don't, 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 it's what, what, what can I try new this year that is going to challenge me, that is going to stretch me? What can I go after this year that is honoring to God and is in line with the role God has for me to play in his story? As you're learning more about who you are and your gifts and your talents, what thing can you try in 2017 that is going to move you in the direction, that is going to align you with the person you believe God has you to be. Partially what that means is don't let, if you're considering something new, don't let someone else choose what that is for you. It's not someone else's choice of what that something new is. This is really important. If you're a young person, we, we are to honor our parents, absolutely. But sometimes parents can want to force something on their kids and say, I want you to be a doctor. I want you to be this. I want you to be that. Sometimes parents can do that. And as a young person, you can, you, there's this place of strength that says, I want to try something new that I believe is in line with what God has for me. I will honor the voices of those around me. I will honor my parents, etc. But I want to find out what, what is God's journey for me. And great parents want to help kids make those great decisions. It also means, you know, if you're married, that's to be careful that, that it's not your spouse determining what your something new is. That it's not your spouse or the, the voice that you imagine your spouse saying, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm gonna, this is my something new because my spouse wants me to do this. Just be careful with that because if it doesn't work out, it can, it can create resentment towards that person. And so the, the importance of this is, yes, process with your spouse. It's not a secret. You're not, you're not being foolish and buying an old bus without you know, processing with your wife. I mean, that's, you process that. You kind of figure that out together. But it's, it's not somebody else's thing. It's, it's God, what, do you, what are you inviting me into? I think this is consistent with one of our foundational verses from last year. Jeremiah 29, 11, where the prophet says, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. So, what future do you see for yourself? Again, we're going to be talking about our future as a church and what we are doing together and what the something new that we are doing together here as this year rolls on. But what about you as we get started here? What future do you see for yourself? As you look in the mirror, you look at who you are right now, are you who you want to be? What steps can be taken for you to move towards the person that you would love to be, the person that you can be proud of years down the road, the person that you, that you, want, your parent, you want your kids to remember you for? The things that you do, the ways that you spend your time and use your uh, time and resources, etc., are there things that your kids would be proud of you for, that you want them to remember you for? What, 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 what might that be? As you look in the mirror, is, it, is, it, is this the person that you believe God is moving you uh, towards? 
So somebody might say, okay, in 2017, I want to try something new. I want to try smoking pot. I never have, and I want to give that a shot. That's, I just want you to understand, that's moving in an other direction. I mean, that's, that's not this thing that you want to be. That's not that thing that would make you, other people, you know, proud of who you are. When I was a teenager, I was way into heavy metal music. I was big into uh, heavy metal music, and I went to the concerts, and I had the black and white shirts that went to the elbow with the, you know, images on the front, real cute and pretty, and oh, you know, how, what a cute little boy. Um, you could just imagine what that all looked like and felt like. Let me just tell you, I didn't know. It's just what we did. We played hockey, and we listened to heavy metal music. That's what I did growing up, and so, and so um, I, just, I just realized as an adult, that was just a waste of time. It's frustrating. It's embarrassing. It's just, I can't share that with my kids. Hey, let's gather around. Listen to Iron Maiden. Come on. This is going to be fun. I mean, I just, I just not something. It's just, I didn't know at the time that that's not who I wanted to be. That's not this picture that I could be proud of later on. And so, so what can we do when I'm, when I'm driving in my car and there's one of, one of those songs that would come on the radio? Um, I, I turn it up loud, but I'm not proud of it. You know what I mean? I mean, I enjoy it. I know all the words. And so, you know, and so, but what is the thing, what is the thing that you could try new in 2017 that is going to move you in the direction of becoming the man that God wants you to be, becoming the woman that God wants you to be? What can you try that's new in 2017 that is going to move you in that direction? Before we go after the cards, we're going to have a moment to do this together in just a few minutes. I have two suggestions, two suggestions on this. One is you got to have a coach. If you're going to try something new, you're going to have to go explore new territory. you got to have a coach. I mean, some people are trailblazers, and they just go in, and they just plow it out, and they don't need anyone in front of them, and they can just go after it. And uh, if that's you, that's fantastic. You try something new. You don't need this message. You just, just be encouraged and go and enjoy 2017. Fantastic. Go for it. But most of us don't naturally try something new because if we did, we would have done it already. Most of us need a coach. We need a teacher. We need a guide. We need help along the way. You know, the disciples had a rabbi to, to move them in the direction that God was taking them. And so, so most of us need a coach because most of us are just basically, I think most of us are like dogs. You're like dogs. You're like dogs. Uh, uh, a dog doesn't learn a new trick on his own. You know, a dog doesn't say, you know, I've seen other dogs kind of lift a paw for a shake. That looks kind of fun. I'm going to do that. I'm going to lift the paw. Dogs don't do that. Dogs don't go, oh, watch this. Dogs don't do that. I mean, they, they sit and they just, they don't try something new. They just do what works. And then the, the guide, the coach says, and then they freak out. Oh, what, what, what was that all about? Oh, I'll do it again. And then, and then they got all, there's a coach who guides them and leads them towards something they would not have done on their own, and then they enjoy it. How much does a dog love when they do their little tricks and they get their treat, and they're doing all things, I did it, I did it, I did it, I did it, look at me, I did it, I did it. Maybe that doesn't work for you as well as it does for me, but... <laughs> But I think sometimes we're, I mean, I mean, we're, we're just, in some ways, we're like dogs. We need, we need a master. We need, we need somebody 
I'm not talking about a life coach who charges you $5,000 to say, attaboy, attaboy, good job, you can do it, attaboy, and give you a text. I'm talking about somebody who truly is further down the path than, than you are. That there's a journey that you believe is important for you. It's part of what God's plan is for you. And somebody who is further down, who's been there, and, and that person is going to help you get to a place that you could not have done on your own. I would not have purchased the 1967 bus if not for John Culp. John's a part of our church here. He's a friend of mine. We both love Volkswagens. We'd go to Volkswagen shows, uh, uh, et cetera. And, and uh, so we are talking about Volkswagens, and I would say, how much, oh, I'd love to have a 60s bus. And, and he'd say, oh, you can do it. We'll, we'll work on it together. I'd say, yeah, sure, whatever. And he said, no, no, no. And I would say, yeah, we'll see. We'll see if I can take apart a Volkswagen engine. He says, no, absolutely you can. Absolutely you will, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it with you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to walk it out with you. I, there's no way I would have bought that bus without John. But really, in a sense, it's, it's his fault. I mean, it's, it's when it comes down to it, if this is a disaster of a decision, it's John's fault. This is a picture of, uh, of me and John working on This is one of the, the first time that it broke down. And, uh, and so it, it, this is John basically starting with Alan. This is the engine. And so we get started with, uh, with this piece here. I would not have done this without John. Most of us, if we're going to try something new, we need somebody who's further down the path than we are. we got to have a coach. Got to have a coach. Secondly, you got to have a commitment to it. you got to have a commitment to it. It's so easy to want to do something, and then when it gets tricky, when it gets tough, when you hit a roadblock and you just say, I'll pass. I mean, if you go to the edge of the pool and you dip your toe in the pool here in January... There's no way you're going to get in. There's no way. There's no way. That's way too cold. The only way you're going to try something new, the only way we're going to actually get in that water is if you take three steps back and you fully commit. And then you jump. And when you're in the air, it doesn't matter at that point. You're trying something new. You're, you're going to get hypothermia. You're going to try it on. And so that's, that's this thing. Is it's this idea of commitment. And typically that takes time and money. It takes time and money. Whatever might be on your list, if you think it's a God-honoring quest that, that, that God is inviting you to, it's going to take time and money. If you want to learn how to play guitar, just a suggestion, just throwing it out, prepay 20 lessons. Prepay for, for a bunch of lessons and commit to it. Because if you go one or two lessons and you come home and you go, my fingers hurt, my fingers hurt, and I still can't play Stairway to Heaven, and then you're going to set it aside like you've done multiple times before. You commit. You commit. You say, I'm going to do 20 of these. If you're, uh, if you're uh, committed intellectually and you want to learn a new language, buy Rosetta Stone. It's $160. Buy the thing and then buy a ticket to go to a place in the world where they only speak that language. Go and immerse yourself in it and, and create a need for it and do it. Because uh, you just, if you just listen to the tape, you know, in your car for uh, four minutes a day, you're not going to learn the language. You're not, see, sí, hola. Hola, see. Si. I mean, you're just not going to get over any hump that's going to be valuable. You just, you just got to commit. You got you to go for it. If it's emotional uh, and you want to try something new in your marriage, you got to, you, 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 I suggest you say something to your spouse. Have a date this week and say, you know what? I, I, I want to do something different in our, in our marriage. I want to try something new. And maybe it'll be reciprocated and it'll be a great thing. It might not be. It might just be on your side. Sometimes that happens. 
But you just say, hey, I'm, I'm going I'm to do this differently or I'm going to try something differently. I love you and I value us. And I, I'm going I'm to sign us up for re-engage or whatever this thing is. And, and, and I'm, I'm committed to this. Because when we say it out loud, it increases the risk. It increases the commitment. It increases the opportunity towards success. And maybe it is spiritually. Maybe you want to... Maybe you you want to um, try something new spiritually. We have multiple groups that are going to be starting up in the next few weeks. We intentionally start January off with, with many different options for, for us to get in groups and try something new. There are groups to learn how to pray, groups to learn more about the Bible, to, to um, uh, try to serve people here in our community more, to stretch yourself in terms of giving of your time or your resources here over this next year. Or maybe it's a, it's a group that's going to take a trip to, um, to Rocky Point or to Honduras or some kind of trip that would be outside of your comfort zone. And sign up for one of those groups. Find out what day they're meeting. This information is going to come in the next few weeks. They meet on a Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, whatever it is. You, you find out when they're meeting and and. And you block out those days. If it's a 12-week group or whatever, don't just go to the ones that are convenient, but you do your very best to say, you know what, I'm going to make some sacrifices because I'm committing to this. We get out of stuff what we put into it. And so you decide, this thing, I'm going to try something new, and I'm, I'm going to go for it. I'm really going to give it a full shot. And who knows, maybe you join one of these groups, maybe you'll meet some other great people who want to try something new just like you. And it could be a transformational year for you. Or maybe you'll meet a coach. Maybe the leader of the group is somebody who's further down the road than you are, and that could be an incredibly inspirational relationship for you. So, real simple as we wrap up here. The band's going to come up and lead us in a song. And during that song, I want to invite you to, uh, to fill out this card. To finish this sentence in 2017, I want to blank. What's something new that you might want to go after in 2017? If you don't have a pen or if you don't have a card, uh, no problem. We've got pens and cards up here at the, at the front of the stage here. During the song, just come on up and fill one of those out and then drop it in these baskets that are set up in the front here. Drop it in one of these baskets. If for whatever reason you can't make it to the front or, or, or whatever, we'll have a basket on the way out. But the invitation during this song is come and drop it in that basket. We are going to take uh, every one of these. We're going to read them. We're going to display them uh, for, the, for the rest of our something new journey here this year. We're going to display them out uh, so that uh, just so you know uh, that that's what the plan is for them. You can write your name or you don't have to write your name. It's your call. You can write in code. You can say what your something new is. That you, it's kind of a private thing. That's fine. You can write it in code. You can write it in Spanish and whatever you want to do. Kind of come in and, and, and do it here. But I just invite you to challenge yourself to try something new in 2017. We'll do it together. We'll do individual something news, and we're going to do something beautiful together as a church. I believe that God wants to do something new here in Phoenix I believe God is doing something new here with Mountain Park this year. 2017 is going to be a huge year for us. And I believe God wants to do something new and beautiful in your life. Would you bow your heads and pray with me? 
Father God, I thank you for the beauty of newness that you give us um, mercies that are new every morning. God, that the freshness of your forgiveness, the freshness of your um, of your grace, it just it just impacts us every day if we allow it. So God, here today as we start off 2017, we are excited about something new that you are doing with us as a church. God, we want to honor you with that. We want to enjoy this ride together. And God, here today, I believe there's something uh, beautiful and new that you want to do in individuals' lives. God, may the things written on these cards be honoring to you. May they be inspiring to us. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.